0: So Money, episode 459, Lauren Grutman, author of The Recovering Spender. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 84 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, too busy scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your website today. The result is stunning. You're listening to So Money, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I really appreciate you. You don't have to be here listening, but you are. And so whether you're on your way to work, you're working out, you're cooking something delicious. I just recently found out that one of my fans is this mega, if you're listening, I'm bragging about you. She's like this huge Instagram person, but more than that, she is a, um, let me find her, okay? Because this is really important. I want to brag about her and I can't, let me just, this is happening in real time, everybody. Her name is? Rachel Mansfield. Yeah. Follow her on Instagram, R A C H L M A N S F E I L D. She has 115,000 followers. And when I saw that this woman was following me on Instagram and like mentioning that she's listening to my podcast, I nearly fell over because, hello, she's a big deal. And I feel really honored to be someone that she goes to for advice and for in- entertainment because really this show is you know, it's journal journalism, entertainment. Um, so thank you, Rachel, for tuning in. And um, I love hearing from people when they like an episode, they tweet about it, they share it on Instagram. It really makes my day. Anyway, where are we? Okay. So today's episode, Do you ever feel this uncontrollable urge to spend? Hmm? You know, I used to do this really expensive thing in college as a way to distract myself from studying. I would go to this marketplace right below my dorm it was 24 hours it sold all sorts of things food clothing accessories and i would usually buy something and to me this was a way to kill time and not to work and kind of you know procrastinate even further and i was doing it at the, my own expense i was spending money and i just i think i was just too scared to like face my own priorities and responsibilities so i did the irrational and i spent i spent with emotion And thousands of credit card dollars later, I made McClanahan's very wealthy in State College. I had to find a way to get myself out of debt as a new college graduate. Yay for me. Today's guest is a recovering spender who, along with her husband, found herself in $40,000 worth of debt. Lauren Gretman is here. She wants to help people going through this same situation. And she's got a new book coming out soon. You can pre-order it. It's called The Recovering Spender. How to Live a Happy, Fulfilled, Debt-Free Life. Lauren and her husband, Mark, actually joined me on So Money way back when. They were episode 58. Very interesting dynamic, these two. They've also got four children. So how does a couple with four kids go through all that debt? They even, I think, once almost lost their house. I mean, major stuff, right? And how this woman is now... Just killing it, you know. Has a brand, has a book, is talking to the world. She's doing a documentary. We're going to learn all about it here in this episode. Stay tuned. Here we go. Lauren Grutman, welcome back to So Money. Thank you for having me, for News. I'm excited to be back with you. Yeah, you and your husband were kind enough to come on the show way back when when we first launched, and uh, you were my first couple. Yeah, first My first three-way on some ah. Money. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. that's And <laughs> a very successful interview, you two have really been such an inspiration for Americans as many Americans went through financial troubles, especially around the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. And you've really made a comeback, so much so that you, Lauren, have built this incredible brand around your ambition to save and to help women and families learn how to save in specific Specifically, if you were a spender, like you were, mm-hmm. how to recover. And your book, your new book is coming out this fall. Uh, right. In just a f- couple of weeks, in fact. It's called The Recovering Spender, How to Live a Happy, Fulfilled, Debt-Free Life. It seems like the book should have come first. But the book, you know, because you, now you've gone on to give your advice on Dr. Oz and The Today Show and Good Morning America. And now, usually, the book comes before all that press. But But... Right. Uh, Tell us about how you got around to writing this book and why you wanted to to do it yeah, so um, well, thank you for
1: that nice kind introduction. Um, I always love watching you and everything that you do as well, so you're always an inspiration to me um, as well but i you know when i was when I was sitting down and and thinking about um, I had written two self published books before, and um, you know didn't do a ton of promotion around them. They were just kind of resources for my, for my readers. But when I, when I sat down and really kind of started to think about what I th- saw was missing when it comes to personal finance books, um, I saw that what's missing is talking to the people that don't get finances, right? So the people who are just really stressed out um, with their money, but they don't know where to turn. And so many times as I... I I'm a spender, and so I know a lot of times we talk about saver versus spender, right, in the finance world, but I'm a spender, and rarely do books speak to me as a spender. They speak a lot to the people, uh, you know, that love to invest and really love to kind of geek out on money, right? But rarely are there books that talk to people like me who just didn't get it, who people would say like, okay, you know, uh, it's just numbers. It's just easy. And it was like, but it wasn't easy to me. It was really hard for me. So what am I missing? What's wrong with me? You know, if, if it's supposed to be easy, what's wrong with me? And so when I sat down to write this book, that was my goal was to speak to the people that maybe, you know, feel like the black sheep when it comes to managing their money. You know, the ones sitting in the back of the class or the ones who just keep on bouncing checks and um, and all of that. But then also just giving practical steps for anybody and regardless of what situation they're in to help them learn how not only to better manage their money, but creative ways like how to, you know, declutter their home to make a few thousand dollars, you know, strategic ways to pay things off and sell things from your house and meal plan, you know, things that kind of a, a,
0: a comprehensive approach to money. So many people live paycheck to paycheck and so many people spend emotionally, which I think you can relate to. Oh, totally.
1: Totally. And I think, um, you know, money isn't just money. It's, it's tied to your emotions. It's tied to your relationships. It's tied to your faith. It's tied to your, your relationships with your kids. Like it's tied to everything. And, you know, it, it's emotional when you, you know, a lot of people that I, that I, you know, my clients that I work with now is, is it's emotional thing. They spend you know, because they're happy. They spend because they're sad. They're spend because they're bored. They spend because they're depressed. But we have to get to the root issue of why that's happening instead of just saying things like, oh, it's just money. It's just easy. It's just numbers. You know, it, then we miss out on a, a huge population of people that are like, but I, but it's not, it's not easy for me. So those are, that was kind of my dream behind the the book. And why isn't it easy? Yeah. So, because like I said, it's, it's tied to your emotions. So for me, um, I grew up in like a upper middle class, uh, area. So we, I kind of got a lot of, you know, everything that I wanted was handed to me, but then I also learned, you know, I had to work for my money. So there were, there was kind of two different things growing up. Um, and, and for me, I Saying no to something wasn't just saying no, it was saying no to my desires or saying no to my wants. Um, a lot of times people are spending when they're bored because they don't have friends, so they feel like they need to go out and spend money. If people weren't taught money, it brings them a lot of anxiety. they don't know how to deal with it um and so it's it's really tied to everything you know if you go out on a date with your husband to have a great relationship, you have to spend money if you you know have children, you have to spend money if you um you know have friendships and they're going out shopping you have to spend money it's related to everything that we do every single day and um and and it's just it's just not such an easy thing to a lot of people because it's so tied up in our childhood and our upbringing and all of that that it's just not like a quick fix for some people
0: and just to review just to just to uh remind some listeners who Maybe have forgotten about when the first time you and your husband were on the show. But you know, the two of you, you went through some pretty challenging financial times. Your home was underwater, your car got towed away, $40,000 in debt. And I even interviewed you for Money Magazine because I was looking for someone who was so deep in. So, 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 like blindsided by their own s- desire to save. Like you are a, an extreme couponer to the, mm-hmm. at the expense <laughs> of sometimes happiness in your marriage. Yep. Um How did you personally get over that? My wake up moment was um, so we were yeah
1: forty thousand dollars in debt. My car had just gotten towed away, and I kind of outline all of this like in the book and in like extreme kind of raw graphic detail. But for me, I didn't, I was spending money just without abandon. Like I, you know, would go to Target for one thing and come home with like $300 worth of stuff. I just spent money whenever, wherever I wanted to. I never looked at the checkbook. We never we had a budget and it just got to the point where I was kind of, you know, trying to manage our bills and doing a very horrible job at it but i sat down and and i i really was like okay i need to figure out how much debt we're in because at that time i didn't even really know how much debt we were in and when i calculated it and it was $40,000 i nearly had a like a heart attack i i just i just wasn't paying attention and so mark didn't know anything about that and um our car had just gotten towed away and and i i just remember feeling like okay my marriage is struggling right now like he was he was seeing that I was spending money and getting upset with it, so I started doing things like hiding things in the trunk of the car, um, and then when he would go to work, I'd bring them in and put it, you know, hang them up in the closet so he wouldn't notice. And and when it got to that point where I felt like I was being deceptive to him, I knew that I had to make a change. I knew that our marriage was struggling. I knew that if I continued to go down this route, you know, this road of Hiding the spending from him and hiding the debt from him, that it wasn't going to end up well. Thankfully, I had that insight um, to to kind of be like, I care more about my marriage than I do about this coach purse, and I, and I've got to figure out a way to stop my spending, and um and and so so that's kind of was a light bulb moment for me, and and I came clean to him that same day, and I said, Mark, you know, we're in forty thousand dollars of the debt, and I was like cringing like fully expecting him to like yell at me or cry or run out of the room or and he said I forgive you we're going to do this together and and from then on we've been working hand in hand and it took us
0: 2 years from that that night to get out of debt so basically it came down to your money or your life
1: mhm yep and and it was a value thing i think um for me money you know the past you know 8 or 9 years that i that i've been doing this and kind of going through this journey is that i i see that money is is always you always trade your money off for some value and so when you know i was holding up a coach purse you know if i if i held up a coach purse in one hand and then i held up a picture of my family in the other i have to look at both of them and decide which one is more important to me in the long run and when i started really putting my purchases kind of side by side with what I really valued in life and what I wanted my life to look like, it started becoming easier and easier for me to say no to those things. Uh, it wasn't easy to start with, but it
0: became easier. All right. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about the book. Very excited for it. It comes out September, what is it? 13th? 13th. Yep. All right. So, and you know, you're doing all this presale right now. When September 13th comes around, it's almost going to feel like uh, a non-event because you're, <laughs> you're, I know you're so in it right now. What are you looking forward to most from releasing the book? Um,
1: I'm really looking forward to getting my message out there. I think that the way that I have packaged the book and Shared it. I think it's a, a book that the personal finance world has never seen before. I think it's a book that you can take. Um, you can take. You know, somebody can buy it for their spouse if their spouse isn't spending. You know, spending too much money. Um, you know, that's kind of like I guess giving somebody a weight loss book. So I, I don't know if I'd recommend that. Right to say. Um, you know, maybe you should lose some weight. I don't know, but I think that this is a good book that you can give people to help them, you know, learn how to budget and stay within, um, stay within their budget. I'm, I'm just really looking forward to getting my message out there and, and really res, I think it really resonates with, with people that, you know, have had problems getting out of debt and getting back into debt and getting out of debt and getting back into debt. So I'm really excited to get my message out there. And, uh, one other thing that I've actually been doing to help
0: the book is I've been filming a documentary, um, with a family. Yeah. Tell me about that. I I noticed the documentary. tell me more.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I decided a lot of people do like book trailers, right. To, you know, promote the book or whatever. And I thought, you know what, that's, that's, that's awesome. But I really wanted to share a story through, you know, the book through an action through a family's life. And so, um, one of, um, I had a, about 100 people applied to be the family in this documentary and so I've been flying out to Cincinnati, Ohio the past few months and filming a documentary with a with a family that was in a lot of debt, significant financial trouble and they were spenders. And so I've been helping them the past few months and I have an Emmy award winning film crew that's been following me. And so that um, you know that that can come that you will be able to see that documentary um, right on my website, um, laurengroupman.com and also the recovering You can watch it. So it's a three part documentary where you can watch this family uh, follow the principles in my book from start to finish and see their success, uh, using my principles. How do you have time? You have four kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a wonderful assistant. I mean, you know, you have an assistant as well, so they save your life. Um, my husband, he quit his job two and a half years ago to come work full time with me on the website. And we really are a true team. Um, he prefers to, you know, stay behind the scenes and stay home with the kids while I go travel. And so he handles, you know, I can literally leave the house and know that he can take care of the kids and the website and the house. And I mean, he's just he's absolutely amazing. Um, and and I'm just really good at, you know, prioritizing my time and, and seeing what's
0: most important. Well, how do you prioritize your time? That's a you know, that's obviously what you have to do. But how do you actually do it? Right. So this
1: year we actually moved our office out of our house into an office building, and so we have strict work hours. Um, we work Monday, Wednesday, Friday from nine to three, and that's Mark and I. So we have a part-time nanny that comes to the house, and um, I have a full-time assistant in the office with me, and we also have a full-time product developer and uh, video, you know, video editor and uh, film film guy. Uh, so there's four of us working in the office all the time. And we we're just really good about um, making sure that everything that we do is to help our readers and our, our listeners to our podcast. And, you know, we just have such a strong vision for what we want our website and our brand to look like that uh, we set those work hours because then, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I'm home, I'm 100% mom. And yes, I check email throughout the day, but it's really important for me. You know, when when we talk about values, I talk about you know the coach purse versus you know what I want my life to look like. I have to do the same thing with work all the time. You know, do I want um, more money or do I want more time with my kids? And I always choose the kids over any, anything else, and I choose my relationship with my husband. And um, so so that's that's how I really prioritize my time. We have that strict those strict
0: work hours. You've done so much research. You have such a connection with people. You have all these people that follow you on Facebook. You went to Cincinnati to profile that family. So you're really ears and nose, eyes to the ground. You're peeled to the most pressing issues when it comes to families and money. So what are what are you discovering that maybe is not that talked about, that is not center stage yet, but you think is going to be the next big hot issue? Yeah, I think
1: the The conversations between um, husband and wife about money, I think people are starting to see um, how bad it is for you to not communicate. We're seeing, you know, more and more uh, student loan debt, and now we're seeing, you know, millennials graduate with hundreds of, you know, hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, and I think parents are really kind of waking up to the fact that. If I don't teach my kids now, you know, they're going to end up in their 30s and their 40s with student loan debt even then and, and debt. And and so I think what I'm seeing now is that families are really starting to try to get their lives back together at home with their money and really communicate with their kids about money because they're seeing the damage that was done, you know, and it's still going on with all of the student let, loan debt that we have now. So that's really what I'm seeing is I'm seeing parents really... Trying really hard, um, but but I think we're you know with with um, social media is such a a hard thing for moms these days because they sit at their computers and they look at Pinterest and they it's depressing. Have- it's depressing cuz you think, "Oh my gosh, my family, my house does not look this way. My craft I don't do crafts like this." It does the like, opposite
0: of what it's supposed to do, which is inspire exa- you. Exactly. Mm, and and I've been so there. I Yeah, like as a mom, like it, or it it's, overwhelms it's, you. You're like, "How am I ever going to do this DIY project in a weekend?"
1: Exactly. It's like that's just not relatable and um you know, I I think that that's a topic that should be talked more about that social media is is killing the spirits of moms. But at the same time, it's making them broke because they feel like they have to have all the nice things that everybody else has. And because they saw this Instagram post, they have to go and design their room this way. And, And transparency is killing us. (laughs) Yes, it's killing us. It's killing us. It's not
0: even. People need to understand what you see on social media is not real half the time. It may be a skeleton of what's real, but you know, with filters and and Photoshop and all that other stuff. I mean, it's it's intended to look perfect when it is, mm-hmm. really is not. So we just need to give ourselves more credit.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why I love Snapchat so much right now is because I get to share. Like, I'm all about the raw, nitty gritty, like I'm not perfect. Follow me if you want. This is my life. This is what I've lived through. But that's why I like Snapchat so much. Because I feel like I can show people a behind the scenes like, okay, look at my kid's Look at the laundry that's covering my couch right now. Where do you draw right the now? line?
0: Where do you draw the line? Because this is this is where I'm really um, I'm not struggling because I think I have drawn the line. Mm-hmm. But my challenge is, as a result of drawing a line, I'm missing out on probably more followers. You know, but honestly, it's like I know that <clears throat> it's not good for my marriage to be walking around the house, Snapchatting everything, right? I need to spend time with my husband face to face, and I need to go to a dinner and not look at my phone every five minutes. And I feel, I love, like, yeah. you know what I mean. And I feel like some people are just—it's like Snapchats. It's like they're walking around with a camera attached to their forehead. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know where to draw the line because, on the one hand, I want to have a, like a bigger community online, but I also want to protect my life in some ways. So, where do you draw the line as someone who's a very public figure at this point?
1: Yeah. So I. I'm the same way. Mark hates Snapchat. He doesn't want me on Snapchat. So I do a lot of snapping when I'm, when I'm doing it, it's more like behind the scenes. Like this is what's going on in the office today. You know, I did, um, I was just on the Today show, uh, yesterday and I did a snap, you know, I, I did some snapping behind the scenes of the show right before we went on. So I use it more for that. Um, and I'll, I'll do some snaps with the kids when they're doing funny stuff, but, I don't I've been on people's stories where they're it's like all day long. That's all they're doing. Mm. And I just don't have time for that. I'll do it if I feel like it's something that will benefit my viewer or my, you know, follower that's going to enrich their life. I'll do it. But um, we we don't you know, we have strict rules at the house. Like when we come home from work, our our phones go um, in a basket, we have a phone basket. Oh, that's and great! Yeah, so so they go in a phone basket and they stay there, and we hang out with the kids, and um, that's really a value to us to have that that fine line. Um, so, yes, maybe the uh, authenticity is staged a little bit in the in the fact that I have a certain amount of time that I will snap, and I need to make sure that it's authentic and engaging. But then I shut it off because I want that private time, and I don't want people to know where I live and what my street address is and what the inside of my house looks like because yeah. then they can come in my house and see. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean just, like, absolutely. It's, yep. There's just boundaries that I have.
0: Good. I completely agree, and I'm 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 with you. Like, if I'm doing something, if I'm on, on set somewhere, I'm I'm in the field, or I'm at an interesting public event. Yes, that is so appropriate. Let's snap that. Let's tweet that. Let's, let's share that on Instagram. But I feel like some, you know, you gotta like, there should be a boundary. There should, and, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure with social media to break through all those boundaries mm-hmm. and get us to just share our, our entire lives online. And by the way, <clears throat> the only people benefiting from that are people like the powers that be behind Facebook because they're collecting mm-hmm. so much data. Right. So if you want to help the man, Yeah, (laughs) go for it. Unleash your life to him, but uh, you're not helping anybody else out except for me. You know the the three second chuckle that you're going to give to someone who's you know scouring Facebook. But anyway, we digress. But it was good to to (laughs) touch base on that. I feel like glad we're on the same same wavelength with that. So I'm on your website, laurengrittman.com. and I have to ask you if you had to teach someone how you built your brand, Mm -hmm. what would be the number one tip? Because you really have mastered it.
1: Well, thank you. Um I you know, for me is I've always been my audience. I've always been my audience. Um, I still live in the same house that you know i I've lived in the past uh, six years. We've outgrown it, but I'm just too cheap to go and buy a bigger house. <laughs> um, i I really am my brand, and I live and breathe what I teach. And um, I think that's why people like what I'm doing is because I've been there, I've done that and I'm still living it. And I still, I, I understand like when somebody comes to me and is like, I've gotten my family into $20,000, the debt, like there's tears running down her face. I don't know how to get out of it. Like I can hug her and be, and and be there with her and know exactly how to help her to get out. Um, and I've also been very, very, very strategic. I say no to so much. like, 90% of what I'm asked to do, I say no to. Because if it doesn't go, and if it isn't for my readers, it has absolutely no benefit to me as far as branding goes. Um, Give us so, an example. That's, that's a great tip. Yeah, I'm so protective over my readers. And um, so one of the things I, you know, people come to me for sponsorships all the time. And there was a company that is a startup it doesn't have a ton of brand, you know, loyalty yet. And I l- really loved their, um, I loved their story behind their brand, but they, their brand was so young and they didn't have credibility yet that even though they were offering to pay me a large sum of money, I said no to them because I haven't seen, I can't put them out there and trust my readers to use them without knowing that they're going to stand behind their brand and their product. And so I just won't do it. Um, there's a few brands that I work very, very closely with. Um, eBay and Aldi um, are two brands that I work very closely with because, f- number one, I love them and I use them on a weekly basis. And number two, they're, they stand behind what they do. They're great companies. They're reputable. I feel like I can put my name with theirs because I know that they're going to stand behind me and their brand. And so I'm very careful. Like, I don't... Take, you know, I just actually I just just yesterday I got pitched to write a post. OK, now you're going to get a kick out of this because you're a mom, too. But it was for bladder leakage and it was for poise, like <laughs> bladder leakage pads. And they wanted me to do a video for them and they were going to pay me five thousand five thousand dollars for a video. And um, I was like, there is absolutely no way that mm, I'm going to do that. No. Like what benefit does that have for my readers? like that are looking at me to save money. It just didn't make sense to me. And so I say no to a lot of stuff. So protect yourself and your brand and don't just take anything. You know, protect your readers most mm-hmm. of all. Like that's really important to me that they are protected from all of these companies that want their
0: money. Well, I'm curious when you realized you were in a position to attract sponsorships. Uh, what what was the point that you reached that suddenly um, people were calling you and you were hot, you were a hot brand?
1: Um, so I, I'm that lady's been around for just over six years and about two years in, I started getting um, a lot of pitches and things like that. But it wasn't until probably two years ago when we really got a lot of way from the couponing space. You know, we did a lot of couponing um, and deals, you know, back in the day when I first started. And once I got away from that and really started focusing on my message, um, of helping people, you know, learn how to get out of debt and budget, but, uh, people that were not the financially savvy. Uh, I think that's when people started seeing a difference in what my brand brings to the table for them.
0: Lauren Grutman, thank you so much. Really excited for your book. It is is a while. You must feel like it's a long time coming, this book, right? It has been. It's been
1: honestly, this the story's been in my head for about four years. And uh, it just had to be the right time when we were done having children, when all of them were out of diapers. You know, I've been in the thick of mothering for the past 11 years. And uh, I really wanted to make sure that I got all of my children, you know, in a great place where, uh Uh, they could handle mommy being away for a little bit. So that's why I waited
0: so long. because I
1: wanted them to be older and more independent.
0: Congratulations. Really, you're such an inspiration, Lauren. And um, it's so great to connect again. And please say hi to the family. I will. I will. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Lauren, her websites... She's got more than one. LaurenGrutman.com and TheRecoveringSpender.com. She's also on Twitter at Lauren Grutman. All this info back at sowmoneypodcast.com. And uh, you can also, while you're there, ask me a question. Because, you know, Fridays I answer your money questions. Click on Ask farnouche send your question, and... Just like that, we're connected, and I'll hopefully answer your question on a soon-to-air episode of Ask Farnoosh. Thanks a million for tuning in, and I hope your day is so money.